So what happens when um, when organic matter breaks down to the point where it becomes silt? What? Ha why does it become heavier? It becomes heavier than clay, and it it uh, become it's still lighter than than sand. It's in the middle. I, I would go back to particulate size. Yeah. So the clay platelets are a finer. Uh, compound right because it's not just a molecule it's a it's a it's a compound it's it's a a cluster of like-minded material the same with silt and the, and the same with the sand so, so as the organic matter breaks down and gets closer and closer to silt um does it get heavier and heavier and is there like an in-between where it's the same weight as clay you know it would have to break down more to become like a clay platelet. And, and again, this goes back to what we started the conversation with was that plow pan or hard pan layer where, where it captures all of these fines that have been breaking down in the soil um, because the fines always migrate. Like we were talking about last time where the farmer plows his field and every year he gets more and more boulders and he builds a stone wall with them. So it's, it's this weird intuition or weird uh, dichotomy that doesn't make, it's not common sense that rocks would float to the surface and that fines would migrate, right? It, it's, it, it happens, um, you know, perhaps it's because of the disturbance um, that brings the rocks up as the fines flow down and create less space for them. Uh, but, you know, these are, this is like getting into, uh, yeah. So, quantum mechanics and okay so i okay i'm i'm still i'm i'm still with brady and wells here okay okay all right i'm still okay like if we take glacial rock right and then we 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 grind it a little bit now we've got glacial rock sand yep yep perhaps then we grind it more i would argue now we've got but have you ever seen black rock other than no no other 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 than like volcanic or black black uh, yeah, basalt basalt right uh, but that's what I'm wondering if if then because we can't often separate uh, if you got really fine silt and it's got both positive and negative attraction it's going to attract a lot more organic matter so it's going to bind onto a lot of organic matter and that might be one of the reasons why you start seeing the anaerobic and then if that um uh dust gets even ground further then yeah maybe because i can i can picture quartz being sand i can picture quartz being silt and then i can picture quartz being clay Right, as you grind it further and further to a micron size, right, or whatever. No. All right. So, if if that were the fact, why are clay platelets look like little flying saucers? Why are they not round? As you mean, because because of the grinding. Why why yeah. do they break in that in that structure? Well, why do they end up in that structure, and why are they? negatively charged around the perimeter and positively charges in the center of the, of the little 
And if, if we were to break down most much of our clay, is it not really just aluminum, silica oxide? You had to bring aluminum into this conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning to Tom too because you know he went out and harvested a lot of his own sand, <laughs> silt, and clay. So, um, all right. So again, you know, none of these particulates are always going to be exactly the same yeah. content, yeah. right? Because it depends on where they where they were created by geological forces. But again, that being said, silt is a negative charge. Clay platelets have positive and negative charges. Oh, yeah. So, and that's where it gets complicated. That's that's what started my whole down the rabbit hole on, on soil science of like why are they separating by particulate size and not by specific gravity or magnetic potential. Yeah, it'd be interesting to, to um, and I, I don't know the actual machine that does that, but, you know, when you test paramagnetism. Yep. Um, and what's the units that it's often measured in? Ohm, uh, resistance, I believe. Ohm. Oh, it is, yeah, it'd be interesting to, to test um, sand, silt, and clay. So who, who does paramagnetic? I mean, I know guys that have, have come across uh paramagnetic um, ground up rock, and, but I don't know where they tested it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd have to learn, because um, you know, we, we have a mine in uh, north of where Tom lives, uh, up in Bathurst, New Brunswick, that uh, it's a, a company called Huplasso, um, and they've got a really nice basalt rock dust, um, which to me is what I would have called silt. Um, it's so you know finely ground, but but uh, and and it'll often it'll it will settle. It's it, it'll start out as a colloid, and but over time it does settle, and you can you can see that it is. Uh, it, so it, it's, it, we would call that like a rock flower. Yeah, it's a rock flower. Yeah. So, Av, do you think if you took straight uh, sand, straight clay? and you mixed in basalt rock dust, you would see it settle in between if you put it in a mason jar and shook it? Yeah, with a little drop of so soap. There goes the soap. <laughs> I've had guys try both ways, and they swear that the soap really has no effect one way or another. But, you know, hey, teach their own. It's not like uh, you can't try new things in different ways. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's now I haven't actually tried that, but uh, that's what my assumption would be is that it would be because I have seen um, the rock salt or the, the basalt rock dust um, settle out of out of suspension, so it, it doesn't it doesn't keep my water cloudy. What color is it when it settles out? It's it's a uh, oh it's white or greenish greenish white. Greenish white, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not like a black basalt. But it was basalt that they used it, to grab. It was, it was yeah, 